All right, let's get going here. So, hey, good afternoon. Uh, I'm Craig Messer. Um, I do a little show called 5AM Messer Scrum, but today we're going to talk about building the million dollar agile team. And since the holidays are here, I got a couple books. We, you know, you could, I'll share some books and everything that people can buy for people during the holidays. And, but this is about thoughts from people like Gary Vee, Grant Cardone, Bob Proctor, Price Pritchett, uh, Lilo Hermosi, and others that talk about how they built their multi million dollar businesses and how they really are talking a lot of things, but we can apply to a team and build multi-million dollar Agile teams. So with that, I'll get going here a little bit. Let's see how this works. Okay, so this would be a question to anybody. I mean, if you do the chat in there, but what is not a habit of multi-million errors? And there's four choices in here. And, I don't, and if you're monitoring the chat, maybe you can see what people are saying. But is is reflecting on daily goals not a habit? Is working individually not a habit? Working with a mastermind team, is that not a habit? Getting upset when things happen unplanned, is that not a habit? So of these four things, does anybody know or anybody want to add? I know we're on the Zoom call. Maybe we do some chat. Which one would you say is not a habit? of multi-millionaires. Is anything coming in on the chat there? He's quiet. Uh, yeah, nothing in the chat yet. So number four, uh, I think. They think they think uh, getting upset is a habit <laughs> for multi-millionaires. Yeah, it, it's it, it says okay. what is not a habit. So I think it's not a habit of them to get upset when things happen and plan. Okay. Um, yeah, it's it, it's definitely not a habit. So yeah, we all have these things. So the only one that is that they don't do on a regular basis is they don't work individually. Multimillionaires know the biggest thing about making multis and millions of dollars is working with others and not by themselves necessarily. Um, when you're on your own, you can only make so much money. But if you want to make multiples of millions of dollars, you need a team of people. And about the getting upset when things happen unplanned, multimillionaires develop a knowledge of things are going to happen unplanned, and they have a methodology in their brain how they handle that when the unplanned things, and they don't and they don't get upset about it, and they and they work their way through it. So let's talk through this presentation a bit. Um, some of the agendas we're going to talk about reusing, maximizing value, goals, visualization, repetition, the team, which is really a mastermind, the blame game, reviews and failures, quantum leaps, setting people up for success, meetings, wasting time, and bonus. We're going to talk a little about gratitude as we get to here in the States. We have Thanksgiving. Um, and... Do you want to let me know? I see there's a chat in there. Anybody wants to do the chat? You can put that over here. None of them, I think. Okay, cool. Um, so Gary V. Have you heard of Gary V? He's very, very big in and um when I say social media. He has a couple companies, CEO of uh, uh Vayner Media, bestseller, 
made a lot of money. He shelled a share a deck, and there's a free deck out there. If you search on the internet, Gary V Marketing Deck, you'll find it in Google. Here he's giving away hundreds of pieces or, or how to make content on a daily basis. And his big thing is reuse and maximizing value. So when he gives a lecture or, 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 a, sh or a show or talks at a group, he then records all that and splits up all this media and multiple pieces of content. And there's where he's using his time, maximizing his time, where he spends one hour doing something and it makes maybe 10, 15, 20 pieces of content that he uses in social media. So the big thing from an Azure perspective and what we do, how can we reuse something we spent a couple hours in there? Just like the other day, I was in a coffee shop. I said, well, while you're making that espresso for somebody, videotape the espresso as you're making it and put it up on social media. So they're doing two things with the same amount of time. So they're, they're doubling their output. But definitely check out his deck. It's free. doesn't cost you any money. It has great pieces on how to do that. And timings too. Bob Proctor. So I got his book here. I don't know if you can see it. Uh, yeah. Somehow. Um, you Are Born Rich. It's a good little book. It's not too bad. Um, some of the things he talks about goals. And if you look at the 2020 Scrum Guide, goals are now more front and center. You have a product goal. You have a sprint goal, right? Um, Rob, Bob Proctor is all about reviewing vision and goals daily. He's writing them the first thing in the morning. So it's just like reviewing that. So what action does he need to take to accomplish them? Same thing if you were in an agile team and he did a daily scrum or stand up, what are you doing? You're looking at your goals for the sprint. You're reviewing them with the team. What actions do you need to accomplish them th that day? From the agile manifesto, the manifesto says respond to change or we're following a plan. Bob Proctor in his book about you were born rich. The goal remains, but how we get there changes. It's the same. It's the same for verbiage, right? Just from two different people. Here's a multimillionaire saying, "Hey, we have a goal, but how we get there is going to change." Same thing that from the Agile Manifesto, responding to change over following a plan. So we know there's a plan. We set up a plan or goal, but we know it's going to change over time. So. It's being that flexible as a, as a multimillionaire. Visualization. Um, I don't know how many times I go in meetings and teams have user stories or, or topics and they don't put in graphics, no pictures. I'm like, put some graphics, put some pictures, visualize your goal, what you want it to look like at the end. Um, your brain is very big on visual representation, drawing a vision, maps of the goals with pictures, not just words, but pictures. So I even have, there's a practice out there to do a vision map. And I got one here. So you don't think I just kind of made it up myself. I don't know. Kind of blurs out with the, uh, maybe I, I wish I could I unblur my picture. Um, can I do that? Blur my background. There we go. Now you can see it. There's my vision map, right? So I actually do it myself. And I'll be honest with you, almost everything on this vision map is in process or some have achieved. Some things I didn't think about, but they are there. So visualizing where you want your team to be as a path forward, 
So you know what your goal is, but how you're going to get there may change along, along the way. And that's very agile. And uh, repetition. All the books, everything talks about repetition. Uh, Manifesto does, The Guy, Paul Proctor, Gary Vee. Um, they always talk about that. Agile Manifesto principles. At regular intervals, the team reflects on how to become more effective, then tunes and adjusts its behavior accordingly. Scrum guides. Smaller sprints can be employed to generate more learning cycles. So it's about that repetition. repetition. The more times you get to try it, the better you're going to get at it. Rob Proctor, he uses repetition programs and it helps the subconscious. So as you get used to doing like a daily scrum at the, or stand up at the same time every day, it just becomes part of your subconscious. You know you do it. The more you do it and the more you do it consistently, the better you are. Um, Gary V question, why companies are not putting 100 pieces of social media content a day, right? He's like, this should just be coming out every day. And he's talking to me, these companies with thousands of people. There's so much content that could be going out there. And my, my little tad, tad bit on this one, the better the cadence, the less documentation and sprint interruptions, the more you have a regular cadence, the more repetitions, everyone will know what your cycle is. If you keep moving things around, changing dates, whatever, they won't know and they'll keep trying to interrupt what you want to achieve as a team. So the better you have that cadence, the less you'll need documentation and the less sprint inter operate interruptions you'll have too. The mastermind. Now, Napoleon Hill, this little book here, um, he talks about think and grow rich and then there where you think your process through. So he has this idea, the concept of the mastermind is just about everywhere. Bob Proctor, Napoleon Hill. If you listen to any podcasts or audios of any of these rich people talking, what are they? It's a group of people that get together to talk about. So the mastermind is the coordination of knowledge and effort and a spirit of harmony between two or more people. So with the same purpose. So really... Your Agile team is, in fact, a mastermind of people with the same goal to achieve. Now, one of the things I want to add to this, in a mastermind, they have like team rules, team norms. You Maybe you see team norms, a lot of Agile teams come up with that. How do we operate, right? There is one, one key. If you can add this one norm, which I have on this presentation, called I Forgive. I forgive myself for mistakes I have made. I also forgive others who have hurt me in the past so I can move into the future with a clean slate. If you can add that to your team norms, your team as a mastermind will go so much further because everyone makes mistakes. Everything, something happens. But the key with these multimillionaires is they're able to forgive and move on and just go to the next thing. So that's what they do. Uh, Grant Cardone, another one, got this book here. I went and found all my books that are sitting in my office. I'm like, oh, I got to bring all the books up. Um, he's talking about 10X. A couple of things, Grant Cardone, he's a, this company is $5.2 billion. So it's not, he, he did the undercover millionaire or billionaire. 
And I think he went from zero dollars to like five million dollars in, in just a couple of days on that show. He says, don't blame others for the lack of success. Assume it will take a hundred times more work or effort. You know, and my thing is I say classically, teams overcommit when they don't realize this. They they don't realize how much effort it's really going to take. They overcommit. And in these principles, like self-organizing teams, Scrum team is responsible for all product-related activities. We're saying the same thing. It, don't blame others for what your team can achieve. You know, it's up to you and your team to achieve them. And that's a principle from pretty much every multimillionaire. Take, don't blame others for your lack of success. This is a neat little book. U squared. So I got this one. It's a little tiny book. So if you wanted to get this book on Amazon or something and read it, it doesn't take much. A very easy read. You can read that in a day um, or a couple hours. So here he's talking about reviews of failure, quantum leaps, price Pritchett. Seek failure. It helps you find the boundaries of what you're capable of as a group, as a team. You know, before make a move before you're really ready. Don't wait. Are we really ready? Are we really ready? I mean, that's a waterfall thing. Like, let's not give it to the customer until we do two years of testing and validation and all that stuff. And we'll figure that out. But get it out there when even before you're ready. Find solutions. You know, scrum sprint reviews are supposed to create leaps, not just what's done. So the idea is you put that stuff out in those reviews with your clients, your 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 escape, your stakeholders. And they're going to build off that and grow to the next level, right? Some examples of this leaps and bounds, like containerization, automated testing was once all manual, um, test, code, test code forever with a little bit of extra work. So now instead of manually doing all this stuff with automation, you can test thousands and thousands and thousands of lines of code with that where it used to be you had to hire thousands of people. So, I mean, those are leaps and bounds that, that exist nowadays that didn't exist before. So those are those quantum leaps. Those are pushing the boundaries to see what's possible. And then Leah Hormosi, um, her and her husband built a $100 million business. They sold it. They're building another business. She is really good. If you want to follow anybody on YouTube and business savvy, and she's really like the CEO of the company. She operates that thing. She's got a really down pack for how you set up people for success. So in her, and here's a couple of things she meant. She talks about lots of feedback loops, trust and honesty, structure and expectations given up front. Immerse people in the culture. Assign a buddy to the team. So these are like her five things that, that anybody who brings a new team member should do. So now when you're building these teams, how do you br bring it together? And, and she wrote a, a video, why do good employees quit five mistakes? Primary reason why they quit is your onboarding is poor, right? If you fire someone within a year, it costs you up 100% to 300% of their annual salary. So that's why we have this, we, we need to onboard better. So what I would like to recommend is when you build your, when you have your backlog and you're onboarding new members, create a story in your sprint, in your time for your team to spend quality time with the new person coming on board. I like saying, hey, 
Scrum master, talk Scrum. If you're doing Scrum or if you got a Kanban lead, take, talk about Kanban. Tech, tech people, share technical stuff. Product owner, talk about the product. And actually make it a thing to happen for your new employees on board. Don't just give them a manual and drop it on their desk and say, here, go learn about our company, right? So make it, make it more involved and work on that, that onboarding. One of Gary Big's big thing. Meetings wasting time. And I'll add on, I'm going to add a little bit to that too. He hates meetings, right? He's like, how do you use your time effectively? And, and he says, I'm I'm able to move something or cut it something down. You know, he's really thinking about the seven minute meeting is real. Daily scrum. It shouldn't be an hour long. It shouldn't be a half hour long. Should be 15 minutes or less and mostly less. And also make decisions. Don't overthink it. The more we overthink it, the less decisions we make. So here's a couple little tips from me. As I already said, daily scrum is supposed to be 15 minutes in and out. Reoccurring meetings are the death nail to decisions. So if someone says, we got to make a decision. Oh, I'll set up a reoccurring meeting for the next six months. Well, you're not going to make a, a decision on whatever you're doing for six months later. So the idea is you have a meeting to make a decision, not to extend the decision-making process for six months. So if someone says, we're going to schedule regular meetings, just raise your hand and say, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, these multimillionaires would never let us have a six-month recurring meeting or something like that. That's not going to happen. And then the last one is don't overthink story points. Story points we know are wrong. Don't try to microanalyze them and spend two. It should just take 30 seconds to a minute maximum to figure out pointing or estimates for a story. If you're spending any more time than that, you're just wasting time. It's just a point in time and you figure that out. Let's see here, last one. Here's a bonus, gratitude. I'm, I should have bought this. So this book, The Magic, now people might, oh my God, it's The Magic, whatever. It's like Hocus Pocus. It's a neat little book. It has 28 days, I believe. I think it's 28 days of little activities to be thankful. Yeah, 28 days, little series of stuff about expressing gratitude. And when, you, when you're grateful for what you do, you come in the day at a higher peak level than you would if you were at a lower peak level. And the one thing I'll just give you one that I, I do myself because I know time's getting tight. One of the things I do in gratitude is every night, and I got my, my son to participate in this. And one of the things is like every night before you go to sleep, um, think about all the good things that happened to you during the day, okay? And then one of the things they said, they said, take a rock. Because why do you take a rock? Because a rock, like this is my mouse, it has weight and mass. It makes it, it has feel and touch. So as you think about the best thing that happened that day, you're holding this little rock and he went and picked one out of the, the local river here for me. And you just say, thankful for that best thing of that day. That gets you into a positive mindset before you go to sleep. So when you wake up the next day, you are in a better point because you're so reflective and, ha and happy for all this good stuff you had. And there's other things like every morning, do your gratitudes. You'll not find any multimillionaire if you listen for it and you're aware of it, they all say, yes, I do my gratitudes. They all do it. So every day before they go and do all the work and tackle on the emails and all that and the scrum team, they like write five, 
five to 10 items that they're grateful every day and just be thankful for those good things that maybe happened the day before so that it starts their day in a good spot. So with that, that is what I wanted to share with you. All these books, there's closing reference materials that you can go get. Um, they're all easy reads. None of them are very difficult. But it's another take on as an agile person or building up teams or mentoring people that you can share different perspectives that can help them grow in the future. And with that, if you ever want to contact me, um, you can go to gregmester.com. You can go to 5ammesterscrum.com. Um, I'm on every social media platform there is. Feel free to send me a connection link on LinkedIn. I'll definitely take it. I know it might say follow, but you can do the follow and I'll come back to you and say, hey, let's connect or there's a little subheading connections there. Um, I do a show every day on Scrum and Agile, very tactical, 115 minutes because it's got to be small. And um, on Tuesday nights, we do a job posting. So if you're looking for Agile jobs, I go look in LinkedIn and analyze what's going on in the business market, what's going on on Twitterverse for Agile and Scrum. and uh, it's just something fun to go chat in. You're more than welcome to uh, comment on the show because it is a live show. All my shows are live, except for sometimes I record things. With that, I'm done. That's fantastic. Thank you so much, Greg, for uh, sharing your insights, especially the highlights of uh, uh, those books, definitely. It's uh, worth reading. And I said, thank you so much for sharing uh, the actual information where they can uh, get in touch with you if in case uh, they wish to collaborate or do business with the specialties that you do. And uh, now we open the actual uh, part uh, to for uh, the, the audience or the attendees to ask questions uh, with regards to the topic or anything you have in mind that you'd like to share uh, your thoughts and insights with regards to the topic. Please feel free to unmute or uh, put it on chat. Thanks a lot, Craig. Uh, you know, the session was really insightful. Uh, I really loved uh, some of the points uh, which you mentioned with examples and the books which you showcased. Um, You're welcome. Nice to have you here. So you're going to buy a book for the holiday for reading? You know, you got all this time off, you know, you can read these while everyone else is doing something. Get a new book on, you know. I share these books also for yourself. Like these are all like self-help books too. They apply to the team, but also for you as an individual. Yeah. yeah. I'm also very curious about the background you have, uh, the collection you have. So oh, do you want to talk about these? that? So yeah. I'm actually, one of my goals is on my sheet is I'm actually building the train museum. And um, a lot of these, I had to find a place to put some of the stuff because we we're trying to find a location for it. And in the meantime, like I put a shelf up and I put a lot of, it's a steam engine train museum here in Philadelphia. So a lot of this collection are items that are going to go in the museum in the future. So I just needed a place to store them all. So I built a shelf behind and put them up there. So. Wow, really nice. 